Up in the night, your heart fills with dread Probably a murderer who wants you dead It could be a ghost, a demon, or worse Perhaps you're the victim of a witch's curse It's hopeless, you're doomed, you'd call a priest if you could You'd rather just listen to who? Sinisterhood I'm gonna kill you Hello and welcome to Freaky Friday Where we tell your odd but true stories Today is Friday August 18th, and we're so pleased to be with you today because we have four stories that you submitted and then a whole hell of a lot of stories, tangents, Freaky Friday and stuff at the end for you. Ladies and tangents. And tangents. We got both (laughs) today. I cannot wait for you all to hear what What a time we had. A delight. Those two were to speak to. I feel like we knew them. We've known them our whole lives. Like, it just Instantly. immediately, we all jumped in and we all have the same interest and similar, like, even lives and yeah. stories, kind of. And they're uh, a ton of fun to talk to. If you haven't heard their podcast, Ladies and Tangents, go take a listen. And then, of course, you'll get to hear them at the end and um, find out where you can find them in other places, too. For sure. And you're co- we're coming to you today, this Friday, August 18th. This is the day after our last live show. Thanks to everybody who came to our Full Moon Energy Tour this summer. We will be back. Stay tuned. Make sure you're subscribed to following whatever on all platforms because we will announce it there, but we'll really announce it on our Patreon next. Uh, yes. That's like our absolute first uh, line of announcement, and that's where you can get tickets in advance. So as soon as we have new dates for some Full Moon Energy shows, we'll have them on Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash sinisterhood and join so you'll be in the know. You can join for free and you just get the message or join at a tier and get all the benefits, too. I would say you can also go get tickets, but since this is coming out after we've finished, I'll say what a wonderful way to wrap up the final leg of the 2023 tour. We had a great time in Detroit, (laughs) Columbus, and Pittsburgh. Thank you, everybody, for coming. Thank you, thank you. Also, people are now starting to make friendship bracelets, and they're going to bring them to the shows and trade them like it eras, and I'm dying. So, so amazing. I wore my ones I got at DC to the eras show, so uh, we'll wear them. Bring those bracelets. We got our own pats, our own uh, kits now, packs of them. We can make bracelets and give them to y'all. Yes, honestly, (laughs) that's what we should start doing because- we have a shitload of beads. I we don't know how to get through all of these beads. Like, there's too many beads in this there's house. There's so many. Whenever we picked up our suitcases, it was like... <laughs> like, it sounds like a, like a maraca or a yeah. can of, like... I mean, it sounds like a suitcase full of beads because it was a suitcase full of I beads. I imagine everyone on the plane was like, what is that? Is that a rain stick? What's happening? Y'all had to check your bags at the last minute, too. I imagine TSA opened it and was like, zip, and just beads shoot everywhere. It's like... Never mind. Well, that was a mistake. <laughs> oh, a huge mistake. Yeah, that's what we got for trying to board with your group. I was trying we to sneak you We were supposed to board in the last group. They were like, you can go on, but your bags won't. Dang it. So it no. didn't really matter in the end, but it, never does. it all worked out. Well, I'm Christy. I'm Heather. And let's get freaky. This first one is from Haley, and it is called, My Mom and Grandparents Were in a Cult. Post-Death Secrets Uncovered. Hey there, y'all are great, yada, yada, yada. I thought I would shoot my shot and tell y'all about the whirlwind I'm currently going through. 
To do that, it requires just a little background information. I known since I was little that my maternal grandparents' religion was a bit odd. They were Jehovah's Witnesses, and let me tell you, even as a child, I knew the vibes were off. We lived in a split-level home just outside Richmond, Virginia. Me, my identical twin sister, and my parents lived upstairs, and my grandparents lived downstairs. I remember going down one Christmas morning to show Grandma my new Clifford the Big Red Dog plush, and my grandma simply saying, that's nice. I'd never realized as a kid, and never been told, that JWs don't celebrate Christmas or even birthdays. Looking back as an adult in her mid-twenties, this makes a lot more sense to me now. My grandparents were extremely devout JWs. Even into my grandma's early 80s, she was still knocking door-to-door in her iconic shoulder-padded blazers and neatly pressed pencil skirts with nude pantyhose. Unfortunately, both grandparents passed away within a few years of each other around 2010. My grandmother first and grandfather soon after. We didn't find out my grandpa had Alzheimer's until after my grandma had passed. She'd always passed his incoherence off as hearing loss, so she spoke on his behalf often. Going through their belongings, we found old, original, and dusty Jehovah's Witness records from the 1950s, canned food dating back to the late 90s. They were prepping for the end of the world. And a nicely posed portrait of a lady who was not my grandma in my grandfather's wallet. Also, the court paper transcripts where he was discharged from the army after some drunken shenanigans, resulting in a back injury. This isn't even the nitty-gritty part. After my mother's passing back in 2018, I'd learned some new tidbits about mom. I'd heard from my aunt and stepfather that my mother had met her first husband, let's call him James, at the early age of 16 at a Jehovah's Witness cruise. This would have been the late 70s. Seems very ungroovy to me. Bunch of believers on a big boat. But I digress. Apparently, this dickheaded first husband was an abuser despite coming from big coal money in small-town West Virginia. When he and my mother would stay with my aunt and uncle, he'd keep a gun under his pillow. Thankfully, the marriage didn't last long, and neither did my mother, being a Jehovah's Witness. Bear in mind, I'm just finding all of this out. There's more to add to this saga, but I'd like to keep it as short as I can since it's my first time writing in. Looking forward to seeing you ladies tomorrow night in D.C. Thank you for keeping me company while I work. Y'all are the best. Haley. Well, Haley, thank you for coming to the show in D.C. And my, what a trove of information to learn about your family. To come out post-mortem is always a new level of having to unpack stuff because you kind of realize, oh, the person I thought I knew wasn't really the person that I thought I knew, you know, and then you're kind of start questioning all sorts. But sometimes things make sense. You're like, oh, that's why. That's she why was they like, did that. Oh, that's nice. When you tried to show her my brand new shiny Clifford the Red Dog plush. You could Clifford, muster a the little. big red dog. How dare I leave out big? Yeah, don't. He earned that bigness oh, he's by huge. growth alone. He's yeah, younger. I mean, it's, it's an understatement. Kind of thing is being big as fuck. So I got to under- include big in there. <laughs> they undersell it with the big, honestly. But uh, <laughs> Clifford just like the they do- gigantic red dog that can look in a second story window that's how big he is <laughs> clifford the dog so big you're not gonna fucking believe it just take no. a look <laughs> clifford it's too dog, long so big it's sh- it's unnatural honestly and probably we shouldn't keep him as a pet because how who's cleaning up that poop 
No. He's, it would how destroy does he not a trample a child on accident? Oh, the There's second some fan he squats. fiction out there that I need to explore. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. It's like speculative, horrible fiction of like Clifford gone mad. <laughs> not even like me. They don't to. make rabies vaccines that big. You don't know what you can get into. You get Bordetella, one sneeze, and it take a house out. Dude, They're gone. Yeah, Their whole right? family's like, gone. It's like you're like, where's that strong wind coming from? Clifford had too much beefarito at dinner tonight. <laughs> Seinfeld reference. We just watched that one. Oh yeah. Well, um, I digress. My God. But yes, Anyhow. finding out things like this about your family after they are gone yeah. and you can't ask them about it anymore. That's a weird one. It really is. And it's, I mean, Jehovah's Witnesses, which is like Mormon, Christianity, whatever, where there's different gradations to and intensity levels that people follow it. And to not only find out that your family follows it, but that they were like prepping and there's canned goods and they're yeah. going on cruises. And your mom had to meet somebody when she was 16. I can only hope that James was also 16, but I've got mm. a gut feeling that he probably wasn't. Yeah. That's, uh, I hadn't even considered that, but I imagine that you were correct. Yeah, just uh, I might just have that in my head because I've been watching people on TikTok and YouTube like take down or kind of comment on like fundamentalists gr like um, it's grooming, honestly, but they call it courtship. And it's kind of like what we talked about in Quiverful. But oh, like where yeah. you see, you know, a 16 year old that's like, we got to get you married off. And then unfortunately, you end up married to a person who sleeps with a gun under his pillow that you met on a cruise. Yes, that your parents may have arranged that and uh, yeah. you don't even you're not even old enough to drink. Yeah, that sucks. But it's uh, something to dig into. We were just talking about this recently, you and I, about digging into your ancestry and finding out, you know, as much as you can from other people's records or public records or whatever. So good on you, Haley, for learning more stuff. But yeah. you can't control what you learn, I guess. That is true. Keep us uh, posted on if you find out anything else when you're going through your grandparents' things. Well, this next one is from Savannah, and it is called Candace Rough Surface, My Encounter with Her Killer. And just a content warning that there are mentions of sexual assault in this story. Hey guys, Savannah here. Today I wanted to tell you about my encounter with Nicholas Schur, the man who murdered Candace Rough Surface. In 2019, I was in hair school. The way my school operates is after your first 200 hours, you graduate basics and start out on the floor and taking clients. But during the week, you would still have one class day called advanced class. My class day was Wednesday. You'll understand why I'm telling you this in a minute. It was the middle of July and it was a Friday afternoon. Reception called me over the loudspeaker to let me know my client had arrived. I grabbed my sheet with the person's name and went to greet them. I said the name that was written, Tom, fake name, and I was soon greeted by Tom. My first observation of this man was that he looked like his skin was too tight on his face and looked unnatural. Also, he had the most piercing blue eyes that I've ever seen. He was also visibly dripping with sweat. Then Tom came up to me and told me, I ran all the way here for you, Savannah. I tried to come see you Wednesday, but I know you were in class, so that's why I'm here today on Friday. One, it isn't public knowledge when the students have their class days. Two, I had never met this man in my life. How did he know that? I kind of brushed it off, saying, <laughs> are you ready to get your haircut started? As I began his service, he started talking to me and telling me about himself, such as, 
I used to live in Georgia with my twin brother, but I had to run away from there because the police kept accusing me of breaking into all these homes and raping women. So I ran all the way to Daytona Beach, Florida, but I had to run away from there too. The police kept trying to shoot me. So here I am. I ran all the way here for you. In my head, I was like, what the fuck? So I did exactly what I was taught to do. I went up to a coach and told her this man was making me feel very uncomfortable. The protocol after school was that if a student didn't feel safe, the coach would finish the haircut. This coach said, and I quote, eh, you can handle it. I don't feel like dealing with them. I was screaming, fuck you, in my head, then went back to finish his haircut. As he was checking out to leave, I thanked him as any nice person does, and he told me, don't worry, I'll be back for you. So I told the front desk, I will accept any punishment they decide for refusing a client because I will not be put in a position like that again. The way I discovered who this man really was went like this. I was over at a friend's house that following Sunday and was complaining about how I didn't sleep well the last two nights because I was having nightmares about this man. I started to describe what he looked like to her, and she stopped me, got on her phone, and 15 seconds later, I was looking at a news article that read, Update, newly released inmate in Mowbridge slaying case to live in Sioux Falls. I was staring at the mugshot of Tom, who I discovered was actually named Nicholas Schur. For anyone who is not aware, when Schur and his cousin were 15 years old, they brutally raped and murdered 18-year-old Candace Rough Surface when they were giving her a ride home from a party. It was a cold case for 15 years before the two were arrested. Schur was released from the pen after serving 23 years of his 100-year sentence. Schur is now deceased, and I'm not as paranoid that some crazy-ass old man is going to be running after me anytime soon. I'm going to include the article with his mugshot so you guys can see what was looking back at me. In hindsight, I do think he was having some kind of mental break or episode because he doesn't have a brother and, to my knowledge, hadn't been in Georgia. Thank you for all you do, Heather and Christy. Much love from South Dakota. The mugshot indeed is very startling and especially just given his he has a pretty uh, specific appearance. You know what I mean? It's not like, ah, you know, I wouldn't really recognize him. I mean, he's got such a sharp face that yeah. features exactly as she described, and his eyes are so big and so round and so blue that it, I'm sure your friend was like, this person? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You. I mean, immediately you'd be like, oh, yeah, it's like a sketch artist like trying yeah. to draw it out. It's exactly like you described as the skin being pulled over his face. It looks mm -hmm. like it looks like his skin is too tight. Like it's, mm -hmm. you know, like a Skeletor or something. Very mm -hmm. unsettling looking person. Certainly would not want to cut his hair, especially if he started saying this kind of stuff. And fuck your manager who was like, nah, you can deal with it. That's so shitty to mm -hmm. be like your job as a manager. One of your many jobs as a manager, though, is ensuring the safety and comfort of your employees. Mm -hmm. And we've heard time and again, cases where particularly women at work are being harassed by either a customer or a colleague. And the huge difference it makes when a manager just simply steps in and is like, nah, buddy, not here. Not today. No, Let's we're go. not doing this. We're not Get doing up, this. Go. You can't talk like that. I'll finish your haircut and then you're actually banned. You can't come back here. So hopefully now the world we live in this, 
this manager has learned their lesson. We're all learning our lessons. To, I hope. This was especially, in 2019, so. Yeah, not that long ago. But no. to say, like, I kept, you know, they accused me of just to pull, straight out mention raping women in the seat. And we met 30 seconds ago. Right. After you said, I came here specifically for you. I found out what day you work. Nah, that rose to the level of reporting. You were completely within your rights. Oh, Savannah. yes. And this is another situation that we see where people that are in a power imbalance at work feel like they're trapped and like, well, I guess then I have to go finish his haircut when we should all be allowed to say, all right, well, I'm not doing it. So y'all figure it out because he's talking about uh, raping women and that he came here to see me. So I'll be in the break room until he's gone. Right. Especially you're right. Like a case of a haircut or something where it's a personal service where you're doing something where you're touching a person. It's very mm-hmm. intimate. I was oh. thinking that I'm like, she has to touch his at least his hair, and you know, your ear, sweaty? your chin. He's drenched in sweat oh. and is like, I came here just for you. Like, I get it. If he is having a mental episode, that doesn't mean he deserves to be sitting there in a haircut. Someone should respond to that and get him yeah. whatever assistance he needs. But it's not um, the onus should not be put on the stylist to have to manage all that, especially when you're in your very early days of your career mm-hmm. that you've just now graduated your basics and you're still doing your class once a week. It's like very vulnerable to be like, well, you handle it. I know. Right. For those that aren't familiar with the murder of Candace Rough Surface, she was 18 at the time a young mother of a two-year-old. Nicholas Scher and his cousin were 15 and 16, and they encountered her, uh, and her body was later found in a river, I believe near the land where she lived. And it is one of those many stories that we hear where an indigenous woman goes missing and is murdered, and the white community didn't really care. And that's why it remained uncovered for so long. The only reason that it came to light was because during a divorce, one of the, um, I believe it was somebody's mother-in-law, one of the perpetrator's mother-in-law came forward and told the cops, which, why are you sitting on that lady? It's going to take a messy divorce within your family to uncover something like that. Like you report that as soon as you know it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't sit on that and wait. And and especially, like you said, there is that the community, if they see him as a less missing person, like they're like we talked about in a true crime headlines recently, where a, a lack of uh, onus on the part of a lot of police departments or unless they're specifically targeted towards, OK, we have this task force that's here to address this large number of missing people in this certain community. It's sometimes we'll fall by the wayside and go, oh, well, who knows what happened? She was 18. And just they let it just fall by the wayside. Mm-hmm. But and it's a, to me, 23 years seems like uh, not long enough no. as far as a sentence goes. And it's articles that look like said that her son has become Candace Rough Surface's yes. son has become, yeah, more outspoken in the, the community and saying that he really wanted to put more attention on cases like his mom's and hopefully going forward pressing law enforcement to act quicker and get closure and get an answer and also for the rest of the society get these people off the streets yeah and keep us all safe uh sooner and not just because of the type of victim they choose what a tragedy that at three years old you probably don't have maybe a couple memories maybe of yeah. your mom but that your life in your 40s now 
it's, you know, you're dedicated to someone that you didn't even really, you can't remember, you know, but Mm -hmm. without her, you wouldn't be here. And I think that's beautiful that even, you know, he's three, that he's still has that connection with her and has Mm -hmm. made it his mission to honor her life and change things. Yeah, definitely. That's the only way you can maybe feel a connection, sadly. Yeah, for sure. Sinisterhood will be right back. Well, this next one is from Amy, and the subject line is psychologically affected property. And a content warning, this story has mentions of suicide. Love you both so much and so appreciative of you for reading this story. On a recent episode, you all talked about buying a home where a tragedy had occurred. This topic hits close to home for me. In fact, right next door. Several months ago, my husband and I arrived home from dinner to see our driveway full of flashing lights and emergency vehicles. At first, we panicked, thinking the emergency was at our home. We quickly realized the emergency was happening next door. Our driveway just happens to be in between both houses. Over the course of the next several hours, we watched out our window as nosy neighbors do. As far as we knew, there was only one person living in that home, and he was sitting on the porch talking to the police. I'm only slightly ashamed to admit how much research I did to try and figure out what happened that night. By searching my neighbor's name, I found an obituary for a woman who turned out to be his sister. It said she passed away at home, meaning she must have been living next door. But of course, I couldn't stop there. With the amount of responders, I knew the death could not have been from natural causes. Luckily, one of our local newspapers publishes the cause of death for every individual who has passed in the county. Is this normal? It doesn't seem normal. I found out that this woman had taken her life and had done so very violently. I just felt awful. Although I didn't know her, she was so young, so close in age to me. I've struggled with suicidal ideation myself. But this is where the story gets complicated. Over the course of the next couple months, we noticed our neighbor was never home. On the weekends, he would show up with a truck and a trailer. He was clearly moving out. A friend of mine is a realtor, so I asked him, does the owner of the home have to disclose what happened? He told me that in our state, the type of event causes a house to be deemed psychologically impacted. Side note, I'm fascinated by this term because it implies that the house is so much more than just a physical structure. He said that the owner and realtor of the home are not required to disclose this information unless the buyer or their realtor were to ask. In fact, as a realtor, he prefers not to know such information, so that way he's not responsible for disclosing it if someone asks him. When the for sale sign went up next door, I began to panic. Did we have some responsibility in letting these people know what happened? How would I feel if I bought a home where something like this happened and all the neighbors knew, but no one told me? After talking to friends, family, and coworkers, I just decided I would keep my mouth shut. Most people said they would rather not know what happened, and several worried that the homeowner might retaliate. But when a family pulled up next door with three little kids, I wanted to throw up. How could I let these three kids live in a house where something like this happened? But I did. They made an offer on the house the day it went on the market, and I watched with dread as they moved in. A couple days after they moved in, our kids wanted to take them cookies. My husband agreed to walk over with them, but I stayed home. I just couldn't be in that house. I couldn't look at that family in that house. After the visit, my husband revealed that the family had lost their last home to a horrible fire. 
They had lost nearly everything and had been staying with friends and family for the past several months. That confirmed for me that I made the right decision in not telling them. They needed this home, and they didn't need a nosy neighbor like me to ruin it for them. My kids know what happened next door, but I've told them that they will be grounded until adulthood if they ever speak of it to their friends next door. Those kids have been through enough. Thanks for taking the time to read, Amy. Well, Amy, I think you made the right move. Like you said, those sounds like they really needed that house, and they'll make new happy memories there. Yeah, it's an interesting conundrum. I I do think it's not your story to tell, but at the same time, I also can see the point of view of if someone moved in and everyone in the neighborhood knew, and except for you, you might feel like nobody could have given me a heads up, but also... Maybe they don't want, you know, you got kids, you might not want to know something like that, or maybe they did know. I do find it interesting that it is considered psychologically impacted. I'd never heard that phrase before. No, I haven't heard that phrase either. You hear it in different uh, different terms of it, just depending on what state and what the rules are. And her realtor friend makes a good point. Like, if you know something that could diminish the value, do you have a responsibility to disclose it and all that kind of stuff? And if certain things like a suicide is not as egregious as say, uh, you know, uh, murder, murder. Yeah. Or something like that where you say, okay, the law says I don't have to disclose it, but if they ask that would be a lie. It's like a materially misrepresentation, uh, a material misrepresentation about the house. So you would have to say, yes, this did happen just if they asked, but I wonder if people just don't ask. I don't, I didn't, I don't think I asked outright. No, I didn't ask any, I, I, was told of the family that lived here before we moved in because our realtor knew them. So oh, right. I, and they had lived here for like 13 years. So I don't think anything happened, but I wouldn't know to ask. But also if I did know to ask, would you ask? Right. If you really like this house and it's a good deal. The, um, the other thing is Amy did some legwork uh, to find out this, what happened. So as far as, Everybody in the neighborhood knows but them, unless everybody does as thorough research as Amy, reading the newspaper, Mm -hmm. searching the obituary, finding all that. Then if you just happen to have that knowledge, that's on you. (laughs) You know, you looked it up. So now you're burdened with that knowledge. But if it's not common knowledge in the neighborhood, then I think that would you're right, would kind of do more harm as far as, you know, you don't want to tell the person on the other side. Oh, they bought that house. You remember that night all the ambulance and stuff Mm -hmm. was out there? I'll tell you why it was out there. That's when you go from concern to like Gladys Kravitz territory. Right. Yeah. No, it's a very uh, obviously it's a tragedy. It's a very sensitive and emotional subject. So I think with those things, that's not my story to tell. Yeah. And, um, you know, from tragedy comes someone else's, you know, triumph, for, mm-hmm. perhaps. Like, they needed a house to live in. Their mm-hmm. home was burned down. That's awful. And these kids now have a place to to stay. I agree that you would tell your own kids, hey, again, not our place to say anything mm-hmm. like this. If someone were to ask me, okay, that's different. But- We don't need to tell them. And we also don't need to be going around talking about it with all the other neighbors because, like you said, Gladys Kravitz type vibes then. 
Right. Like, what good does it do? I keep asking myself in situations of like, well, what should I do here? I'm not really sure. Besides WWCWD, <laughs> which I'll always ask. Um, and this kind of dovetails with it, though. But in one of my uh, Zen books, it was like, always try to be helpful and kind. And if you can't be both, try to at least be one. Mm. And then if you can't be neither, you can you can then always at least be up. one. <laughs> but yeah, right. Or then just shut up. But, but for like, you can always at least be one. And it's like, is it if they came over and said, oh, my gosh, like, I have weird vibes in the house or I mean whatever they wanted to say or like hey everybody's whispering when they walk by the house and I know our kids play together is there something I should know because Mm -hmm. people have been whispering and being weird that's one thing because that is helpful and kind but if it is we love this house we're so glad to be in the neighborhood then it's neither helpful nor kind to be like knock 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 hey I'd like to ruin your American dream right now and tell you you know that this isn't as picture perfect as you maybe thought it was it brings up a good point too of what you might find helpful might not really be helpful. I I Mm -hmm. think a lot of times I have to like step back and be like, is this really helpful? Or am I telling myself it's helpful because it's self-serving, you know, for whatever purpose that might be. So you got to really kind of like zoom out and be like, objectively, is this a helpful thing to do? Definitely put your, put yourself in the, the shoes of the neighbor, which it sounds like Amy did. And Uh, I appreciate you sharing this story, Amy, because it's that we've all been there, right? Where you're like, I'm a nosy. I want this more information. And having that thoughtfulness and the kindness, I I really do appreciate you sharing this. A lot of self-awareness and thoughtfulness. So thank you, Amy. Well, this last one is from Joy. And the subject line is the unexplained music box in the middle of the night. Hey, y'all, got to give the typical I'm a huge fan spiel because you two are just so grounded, compassionate, genuine, and hilarious. Please never stop doing what you do. About eight years ago, I was staying in Canada with my older sister because we were visiting family. One of our cousins was out of town, so we stayed in her bedroom during our visit. I was about 16, my sister 19. This was not an old house by any means, and we had slept over here and been in this bedroom multiple times. In fact, the old house had been torn down, and this new one built less than four years ago on the property, so the vibes had never been eerie or spooky. Well, my sister and I were in bed, lights off, chatting and late night giggling at 2 a.m. about the events of the visit so far, as sleep-deprived sisters do. It was storming out, and we eventually decided to stop talking and go to bed while listening to the rain. Except, right after we stopped talking and began sitting in the silence of the room, Light rain beating on the window, we heard a click sound and a dainty song begin playing. The fear didn't hit me right away, as I'm fairly rational and was already trying to deduce a logical explanation as to why music might have started playing. But when I turned to my older sister with a goofy, that's weird expression, she turned to me with a look of terror. All at once, I realized this was a music box playing and not an alarm clock or radio or one of our phones a music box that would need to be wound up or opened to play. As this hit me, my sister threw off the covers and sprinted out of the room, leaving me in the dust. After a moment of feeling the betrayal of my older sister, leaving me with a potential ghost without a second thought, I jumped up and yelled, hey, wait for me, with a quivering voice. We ran up to the room our mom was staying in to wake her up and recount what just happened. We were so shaken, we stayed in her room on the floor that night. The next morning, my cousin was back at the house, and we asked if she had a music box in her room. It turned out she had about eight music boxes for some reason. Side note, nobody needs eight music boxes. That's just asking for something creepy to happen. So we made her go through each one, 
winding it up or opening it to play them. After the eighth one, my sister and I looked at each other, horrified. None of these played the tune we had heard last night. We pointed to the wall that the sound had come from, and our cousin takes one look and goes, Oh, wait! She pulled down a dusty doll from the back of her shelf and said, I forgot I even had this one. I haven't touched it in years. She wound up the back of the doll, and we heard a click and the sound of the song we had heard last night. Our moment of relief that the music box actually existed was short-lived as we soon remembered that click at the beginning meant it would have had to have been wound up before it started playing. If it had gotten stuck years ago when our cousin last played it and it was maybe jiggled loose by the thunder from the storm, there would not have been the initial click that happened right after the wind-up. Something or someone played that music box from the start that night, and we still have no idea how. This is one of only two times I've had something paranormal happen to me that I haven't been able to explain away. The first time was when I was four, so maybe less reliable, but I was 16 at this time and had another witness. I suppose maybe my cousin had wound it up years ago and it didn't play, and the thunder shook it loose from the starting position, but there were plenty of storms to shake it loose in those years, and none of them did. And why did it have to be the forgotten, dusty, porcelain face doll music box out of all the less creepy jewelry box and snow globe ones? I wish I had a picture to share of the doll, but this was years ago, and I'm not sure if my cousin still has it. I'll take a look next time we visit. Thanks for reading. Love you guys in the show and all the other Freaky Friday stories people send in. Well, I tell you right now, if you've got that doll, go throw it in the lake. Get rid of it immediately. Burn it. You smash it, burn the pieces, and throw that in the lake. Yeah. And then you got to <laughs> smash the porcelain into a million pieces. And Fine honestly, powder. I would distribute it around the globe. Every time you go somewhere, just sprinkle a little bit. So if it tries to come back together, it's harder. Exactly. It would have to take several connecting flights to come back together. And that's just, it's never, it's going to be like, man, fuck it. I'll just stay here in the lake. I love oh, that this is such a sister thing to do. <laughs> I know, <laughs> right? Sister well, thing to do. <laughs> can I just say like hard relay? I love my sister very much, but the absolute picture of Shannon jumping up and being like, bye. <laughs> And me being like, wait for me. Wait, wait, you, you're betraying me. She, she didn't left me with a ghost. She was like, should have run faster. You know what? She made me strong. There you go. Made you, made you the person you are today. And yeah. I love that even at 16 and 19, they're like, mom. Yeah, exactly. We got to go yeah. and slep on her floor. Yeah, can we sleep on the floor? Yeah, I guess. You're not sleeping in this bed. Get you a pillow. <laughs> Lay on the ground. That's terrifying, though. Yeah, uh, of course. Weird music in the night is any kind of like... Ding, 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 killing songs. Yeah, that I've got a music box within arm's reach of me, and if it just started playing right now, I'm done. So I just cool, get cool, up cool. and walk. You just see me leave the screen. Great. One more thing for me to be afraid of when I go in your studio. <laughs> Fantastic. Love it. It has never. It hasn't. I'm just saying, if it did start playing, <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't played on its own late at night yet. <laughs> I'm like, oh, cool. So now every time I go to the bathroom when it's late at night and I look at it, I'm like. And yes, Tonight, I'm over there that often <laughs> for this to be a concern. People are like, how often are you in her house? Like all like four times a week. So yeah. much. Yeah. So often. And the and bathroom when it's dark. that uh, is used most often is the one in the studio. So yeah. you kind of got to walk in here a lot. 
right by it. But yeah, like, uh, of course, of course, Les Joy said it would be the dusty doll shaped music box mm-hmm. with the porcelain fucking face. Well, as long as I don't see a porcelain face in your office, I no, guess I'll be. No, it's a doll. It that's was an saying. actual doll. The actual doll, but it's like plays the music like a oh, music yeah, box. Yeah. Like it has, that's what the sound's coming from is a fucking whole dusty doll with a it's porcelain a doll. face. Yeah. Like, God, no. She was like, oh, sisters are talking. I used to have a sister before I killed her. You want to be my new sister? I hate it. I hate dolls. Down. What if you? What if Joy calls her cousin and is like, "Hey, do you still have that doll?" And they're like, "Yeah, um, actually, my kid loves playing with it, and it's, it says it talks to them." It's and like, you're like, so "Your funny. kid? Do you mean Damien?" <laughs> yeah, Damien. That's the one he loves playing Rock with it. Dolls, he still goes through his all black phase. Yeah, all black. We can't. Yeah. He doesn't want to wear anything else. He loves carving numbers. It's only sixes, and it's usually just three of them. But he's really good at his numbers. We're proud of him. Yeah, he's really good. Yeah, also. <laughs> Love I don't know how, but he learned Latin. He's only six, but my God, he's fluent. How impressive. How impressive he is. Oh, my gosh. Well, thank you, Joy. Sinisterhood will be right back. Yes, thank you, Joy. Speaking of a joy. So much joy. joy to talk to these next two ladies, Jerry and Sierra, co-hosts of Ladies and Tangents, they're family by chance, codependent co-hosts by choice. They're cousins, best friends, and they've spent 30 years in comedic conversation. And boy, does it show. Oh, it shows. And they took the comedic conversation on the air in 2019 when they started their podcast, Ladies and Tangents. You, if you've seen them, you've probably seen them on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Their viral clips uh, blew up in 2021 and they got like a million followers in like 10 months. And that was when we first started hearing about them, following them, watching them on TikTok, and then having you all as our listeners saying, you have got to talk to these ladies. They're <laughs> so funny. They talk about all the stuff you want to talk about, which... Yeah, accurate. And we love them. And yeah. <laughs> you guys were right. So thank you. Now we're on in a fact, text thread with them. So no, we are. <laughs> but in fact, you guys were so right that you're going to hear this is it just is going to start. So jump on board. Like 10 minutes in, we'll finally introduce them. But we got so excited talking. I just hit record. We so, have been talking too for probably 10 or 15 minutes before easily. you hit record. But we were having so much fun that we're like, this is funny. So just leave it. Yeah, just leave it. So yeah, it's going to jump right in. But just jump right in with us and then you'll get to enjoy their stories. Absolutely. And they're going to tell us a couple of stories. So freaky stories, paranormal stories, as well as stories from their life. One of the stories does have a mention of pregnancy loss. So just a content warning on that. And uh, yeah, it's like I said, it just starts. We don't even say, hey, it's Heather and Christy and we're here with Jerry and Sierra. We were just da 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 da. And I just thought, if I don't hit go now, I'm never going to hit it. <laughs> so I just hit go and that's when it starts. So enjoy and thank you to uh, Jerry and Sierra for hanging out with us. Thanks so much. I was Wait, are say, you saying that about you, you or us? Because we get that as well. Yeah, yeah, oh, same. yes. Yeah. People like to say that about us. Certainly. Yes. Like one of our favorite complaints was early on this man tweeted, he was like, they just talk too much. And we're like, in a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, too hey, many that's words? That's what we're supposed to do. <laughs> He's like, I would have rathered music. It's like, then turn music on. Wait until you find out how wet water is. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you. Yeah, that's some bad news, buddy. That sand dry as fuck. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, it it's makes a, sense. Yeah. But, um, 
people are going to love this. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. Everybody's told us we need to hang out with you. Yeah. So here we are hanging out. Yes. I will um, tell you, yeah. I knew very early on before we even started podcasting because I listened to your podcast back in like 2019. Really? Yes. Really? And That's I think- awesome. I just randomly clicked on one one day because I was 2019 was a rough year for me. Honestly, that's why we started good. it. I couldn't get her out of the house. No, <laughs> no I might like, create a job for you. Then maybe you'll get up. I was in a oh. real depression pit, so I was like, I and then something. 2020 hit, and I bet you just it was really great. found yourself. Honestly, it was awesome. It was like, well, I'm not getting out of the house, but also I'm not supposed to. Now so. I have an excuse. <laughs> yeah, for, yeah. for like gone. six months, I was like, this isn't bad. Yeah. I'm fine. I. Yeah. Honestly, didn't want to see a bunch of people I, anymore. If you were like right now <laughs> in a depressive funk on the couch, yeah, and you're like, I'm not leaving the house. They're like, oh, because you care about, you know, the pandemic. You're like, you're like yeah. 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 Yeah, that's, that's exactly what, what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm very cautious, but it's like you can also be cautious. But yes. yeah, well, yeah. But the first episode I listened to that I just randomly clicked on, I can't remember which one. And honestly, again, it might be a fever dream. That I, <laughs> so correct me if I'm wrong. But somebody was telling a story about shitting in a parking oh, that lot. That was me. Hey, <laughs> I knew it. That was we me. do have a lot in common. And and as yeah. soon as I heard that, I was like, "These are my people." These. Yeah. Are my people. That was episode thirteen. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, about the Ben McDaniel, the uh, cave diving, cave diving I, guy. That oh, I know missing. that did make me spiral. I'm not gonna lie to you. That part yeah. of it, I was kind of like spiral. diving <laughs> stuff. My is, worst fear. <laughs> but, diving stuff's crazy. We watched The Deepest Breath the other day, uh, and that was a lot. On too. Ocean goes. stuff. You know, get into I don't want to know about space. I don't, don't, don't want to know about the ocean. ocean. Yeah, the same. One's up, one's down. Yeah, yes, I did. Um, have an incident in my car in an Albertsons parking lot, and all no I had for me. was yeah at the local out bag <laughs> at the that local. I recently eaten the burgers out of. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was in, and then it was out right into yeah, that just bag. Like they and say it was awful, <laughs> and people. That is my legacy. I've come to terms with it. It doesn't matter what I mm-hmm. do in life. That is what I'm going to be known for. And one day, my children are going to have. Such the blessing good... of listening to that story because <laughs> they're experiencing it themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're like been there, mom. The first when you told it, that was the first time I'd ever heard it. So yeah. my reaction was genuine because I was like, I can't believe you're saying this. And that's why I said, just tell me and you. Nobody else will hear. Yeah, that <laughs> nobody's also, listening right now. Episode okay. thirteen. That was very early. It was on. like the first one. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, more people have heard it than I thought would. A little, a few. <laughs> I, don't, I will say that that's probably one of our biggest legacies as well. We've told many. Mm. A, pooping ourselves stories and it's we've got things hung up in our bathroom that listeners gave us that are like it's been blank days since (laughs) (laughs) i saw one of y'all's tiktoks where i think it was you sierra was talking about like farting during sex or something (laughs) yes and that one was really fun and i was like hard for like (laughs) i have a very distinct memory of hooking up with this guy um the it was thanksgiving (laughs) <laughs> like Love I was day. done with my family and left and he was like hey you want it was like a booty call and I was like okay and then I was like the challenge of this is oh you had Thanksgiving a feast my oh, dogs I was yeah. face down ass up like just being like God Jesus take the <laughs> wheel it was Caught it worked you out. You were it worked out. playing with fire. I was playing with fire both in the relationship and internally but it worked <laughs> out, it worked out. Would not recommend. No. Because no. I was like, I have, I'll be right back. I have to go to the bathroom. Because it's, it's gravity. Or I turn. Yeah. Yeah. Was, Heather, <laughs> not feast or fuck. No, feast or fuck. <laughs> feast then fuck. Don't do that. Don't do no, that. you can't. Absolutely not. No, you can't. Oh, I'll tell well, you, I'm, I got my my vindication uh, like 
15 years after my first incident, uh, the restaurant that my high school boyfriend and I went to before homecoming um, just shut down recently. Yeah. They just closed. And, wow, it made okay. you and I was like, yeah, <laughs> my pants. because I went to homecoming and shit myself before the dance started. No. Um, and I didn't go home. And I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> I just emptied it. And then I did, I know. I did my I best. Know. Everyone's like, didn't you throw them away? No, because <laughs> I was convinced that Somebody they were going to run it. like a DNA test yeah, and find out that was my underwear. Yeah. yeah. And like hold it up at the dance like it was a car <laughs> key that they had I found. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who has the, pl- or the blue floral? You get crowned. Shut up, they homecoming queen. Or they, they do. They're like, we're gonna. They're like we're gonna crown the homecoming king, the homecoming queen. We have a third announcement. <laughs> the owner of these, please. Or we actually we called in the CSI team. We yeah, know who this is, here. Jerry. Please come to the front, Jerry. God, you're like you get the drawers. And you're well, like, why do you guys have a crown? What kind of food was it? <laughs> Was it Mexican? Nope. Italian. Italian. Oh, that was my, yeah, that was something be my heavy, next cheesy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like my boyfriend. We had been dating for three days at the time. Okay. Wow. And New he love. drove me to the top of the city, this really big hill where you can see all the lights. And he takes me up there and I'm like, very good. I have to pee. Please <laughs> <laughs> turn this car around. And so he takes me to the speedway and I sprint in and just in that toilet, <laughs> blow it up, do, do my best work. I think I'm in the clear. Oh. Yeah. And then I go back into as the car. you do. <laughs> it yeah. always tricks you. You're like, yeah, you're like oh, we're good. I am golden. So There's you always just like a struggle. This yeah, does feel like a true crime story, honestly. Here's <laughs> <laughs> a crime to humanity. <laughs> but I said, just, let's just drive. Don't take me back up that hill. I swear to God, I can't do hills right now. <laughs> just take me to the school and then we'll wait for the doors to open. And we were sitting in the car and a friend of mine was coming up to the door. Perfect timing. Because as I rolled down the window, some some escaped me and it smelled horrible oh no and she was like what does that smell and i go i think it's outside i just always started smelling it like when i opened the window like, that's it, the smell came when the window rolled down right so it must yeah. be that's that's weird. somebody um, should check the sewage at the school did you get busted did they i said oh my god i have to pee again and he's like again i go i had so much water at dinner <laughs> he said you haven't had a drop today and you're like don't fucking judge me you don't know me i've been <laughs> We dated three days. Water and yeah, yeah. You're not I've been drinking for another water and tw- for 20 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Gaslight well, me. <laughs> I walk in the building and nor- there's like two options to get to the bathroom. You can walk down this really long hallway or you have to go up a set of stairs across mm. the, down the set of stairs. Mm-mm. Well, that was my only option because the doors were closed and locked and I'm just standing oh. there holding them like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> so I'm, I walk up the stairs and my ass is clenched. Oh, so like a hard. diamond. He's making a and diamond. The, the way that I'm walking, my feet are like, barely <laughs> moving. Is I was like a Barbie. Like you're, yeah, you have yes. a cor- full course. Jerry, are you shimmering? <laughs> you're shimmying. Yes, I'm shimmying. This is everybody like, doesn't know. Talk to me. Please don't look at me. Please yeah. don't get too close. Nobody and I'm also shimmering because I am sweating. Yes, so I'm yeah. drenched in sweat. Yes, I'm shimmering and shimmying both. I could literally see the bathroom door when oh. my my body just started evacuating everything it's inside of no. it, oh. and I was like, "Oh my god!" Did you have on like hose, like nope, painting no. hose? <laughs> no. Did you have? Was it a short skirt, short uh, dress, knee length? Okay. Length. Did I wear that dress later? You did. I did. 
of shit hand-me-down dress. Hey, as you always did. did. You're like, hey, this is a hand-me-down dress. It kind of smells. And Jerry's like, the smell's coming from the outside. I don't know. And it has to do with the dress. The sewage in the schools have been telling you. Yeah. We got to blow the whistle on this. I don't even go home till the next day. I stayed at a friend's house. Oh, wow. What a night. But could it be smelled during the dance? Sure could. (laughs) Sure could. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, Mambo number five. (laughs) Wow. Did he ever comment on it? What the fuck smells? (laughs) (laughs) Did he comment on it? Um, No, but I did catch him sniffing himself. So it was like an accidental gaslight. I didn't didn't tell him that it was him, but But he thought it and I wasn't going to correct him. You just stand next to him like, hmm. <laughs> the amount but of confidence on my face, you'd never know it was me. I, I was just like, what are you so impressed about? that you were able to maintain for an entire homecoming? I'm, if I'm not mistaken, Jerry, did you not win best bullshitter in high school? I did. She I did. did. She best did. Shitter and there's a reason. And I, well, and I forged <laughs> those votes. <laughs> See, which means I earned it even more. Yes. Officially <laughs> earned. Best I get it. to this day feel like I was robbed of funniest or <sighs> most talented. So. If I could go back, I'd forge some votes. Awesome. Yeah, that's, awesome. that's brilliant. I deserved it. And yeah. it was a sham that I didn't get <laughs> I got I got funniest and the funniest guy dressed up in a three-piece 80s suit with like a ruffled thing. And I forgot we were taking pictures. So I had a t-shirt and a hoodie on. And I was like, I guess we got to go take these pictures. And we, he goes, that's hilarious that you dress so bad. And I'm in a suit. And I was like, yeah, that's that's why I wore it. It wasn't just the clothes I wear. I was like, it's great. That's me. I'm, I'm so funny. That's why I do. <laughs> Call me chuckles. And sad. <laughs> the tears of the clown. Oh, oh man. Well, welcome oh. to the show. We've already hey, been going so on a tangent for 10 minutes. Up. But in case anybody does not know who we're talking to it is jerry and sierra from the wonderful ladies and tangents you've probably seen them on tiktok hopefully you've heard them on your podcast they're the best friends that you think like i wish i could have these best friends but when you're in our ears you feel like you are our best mm-hmm. friends for sure oh, thank you thank you that was we already feel and I mean, like we're friends yeah already. yes sinisterhood we'll be right back it was just like divine uh, intervention, I guess, kind of a, a horrible, wonderful coincidence that when we created the podcast uh, in October of 2019, that was our first episode, mm-hmm. we created the name Ladies and Tangents because I want people to know that we're women who are speaking and that we cannot stay on topic. And if those are two <laughs> things that you don't like, do not listen here. No, and There's the door. Yeah, yeah. your way out. And yes. the point, they're like, Sierra said, what do you want our our focus to be like do you want to do true crime do you want to do history do you want to do comedy and i said i don't want to do any any of it and also all of it all of it (laughs) yeah and so whatever i I want i just want people to feel like they can have friendship without having to leave their house and then people physically weren't allowed to leave their house (laughs) yeah in 2020 yeah so you're like you're saying (laughs) accidentally done that so Jerry's a witch. You guys, Jerry's the witch. We learned. Well, so Sierra and I are cousins and we yes. are born nine days apart. Wow. And we were told by one of our uh, late aunts that we are apparently are we there is witchery, witchery in, in our family br- brewing in here. Nice. I, I like to fancy myself a witch. Christina. So uh, I think we're all witches powerful. together. Well, yes. I heard that there's a coven. 
Yes, and we're getting in the coven. Of we will yeah. add you're you to it uh, post haste. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Post haste. Uh, I love is that though. I'm that you're bring like back. <laughs> we're gonna bring back post haste. There's a lot of words we're also trying to bring back. Uh, we're sprung is one of them. Yeah, I'm post-haste. trying to bring back a bunch of like the memo. I'm talking about the memo. Nineties to early two thousands slang. She's like trying to bring back. showed up and we didn't know. Like we kind of were red and black, and she's like, "Oh, we kind of match." I was like, "I guess you got the memo." I was like, "We're doing memos again. <laughs> we're doing we're bringing back. We're bringing back memo." I yeah. love that. Yeah. Uh, no, I love that. Well, and I, that's what I love about you saying that you want to say outright, we are ladies and we're going on tangents. If you don't like it, leave. I love that concept with content creation because I think the space gets kind of crowded and there's a lot of yeah. people trying to do different things. And there's something to be said about saying, it's okay if you don't like this. There, there's other stuff. You can go away. We're not, this is what we're doing. There's yes. millions of podcasts. There's a million people you can look at. And what yes. I think you get from that is what you all have had, which is great success because you knew kind of from the beginning, we want to do what we want to do, which is still something to do. And right. then people have been really attracted to that. So how was it to like, I know you started in 2019, you kind of popped off on TikTok. What was like, do you remember the video that was the first one that went, yeah. went viral? And what was like your reaction? So oh, we was- didn't start doing video until the um, end of 2020. We decided yeah, okay. begin. We decided we were going to do video because I was a wedding photographer. I was a high school special education teacher for five years. Left that when I started a photography business, and so I already had all of the equipment. And my husband is a sound engineer, so oh, nice. we were basically set up for success in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we obviously have known each other since the day she was born, mm-hmm. and we've. Uh, always found ourselves in these conversations where we're like, we think we're funny. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> yeah. other people are very funny. <laughs> but I, there was so much of myself that I just wanted to explore and I, I, she wanted to get out of bed and I wanted did, a and purpose outside to. <laughs> of yeah. being a mom and, and yeah. working. And, but we are so self-conscious. And so we just started audio only. And mm-hmm. I remember, I think it was in this first or second episode, we were like, would you guys ever want to see us? And then we were like, actually, you don't wouldn't. That you shouldn't. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> and so at the end of 2020, we were getting like 200 downloads an episode. And it was a commitment that we had made to each other. Like we were never going to let the other one down. We'd let ourselves down every 100%. day. hundred <laughs> percent. Anytime yeah. I can, I'll let myself down. Yeah, I but quit I on myself all the time, but I don't yeah. like to quit on her. Yes, I'm, like, I told, exactly. I'm like, I told Christy I'd do it. I better do it. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. And so at the end of 2020, it was getting really, really difficult for us to keep going. And we said, all right, let's just start doing video. And Skip it one more last hurrah. Mm-hmm. If that and I was off. really big into TikTok when 2020 happened. I was like, I felt like the old mom on TikTok. So that was still back when it was a very Gen Z area. Yes, and I was yeah. like, but I don't know. Maybe I like videos. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling her at one point, I was like, I feel like we could put things like this on mm-hmm. TikTok. Uh-huh. And it, the algorithm with TikTok works so much better than Facebook and Instagram mm-hmm. to get to the people you want it to get to. Mm-hmm. And we just did it as like a funny, let's see what happens. And yeah. it kind of started taking off immediately if you like 60 seconds of what we're saying then maybe you'll give 60 minutes of it a chance yeah and because i have a lot of stories about me shitting myself at homecoming (laughs) or (laughs) pooping in a closet in my house because the people were working upstairs and i had a baby and couldn't leave yeah or when someone asked me if I had a fire crotch at basketball. I think that was the video. <laughs> that was the video that went viral. It was her fire crotch. Wow. It got millions of views. And we, I was like, <laughs> okay. And you're. And that's when, of course, you're like, of course it's that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, the, of course it's yeah, like uh, me shitting in an in and out bag yeah, that's going to yeah. shoot a skyrocket. A space. <laughs> but I, I truly think, though, those are the stories that other people hear. Yeah. And they're like, 
oh, I'm not the only one. And yes. people, yeah. most people don't talk about these things, but we are right. allowed to. You know and yeah. like, I'm glad someone is. I said, whatever you hate yourself for in the dark, I want to flip the light on and show you that there's a hundred other people in I the room with that. you. <laughs> Let me just for a moment, if I may yeah. blow a little smoke up your ass, because I love what you do and I think it's great. But what you just said is so important as far as nonfiction creative content, where you're taking a very true, real personal story that really did happen to you. And I think it was like Ralph Waldo Emerson that described the greatest writers as whisper like speaking aloud man's whispers inside Mm -hmm. and i think that's what that's what great content does and i think that's why a story like that because anytime you tell a story like that oh this doctor a doctor i have a giant abraham lincoln tattoo on my side hell yeah and i was at the gyno and it was a male gynecologist and he was like oh oh i see abe didn't trim his beard (laughs) you're joking regarding my pubic hair (laughs) And I was just forced to just like lay back on the thing because he saw my tattoo when he had walked in. It was like, oh, Abe tattoo. And then I was like, oh, I want to talk about my tattoos. And then he was like, speculum inserted and was like, absolutely not. No, I'm in shock about that. Yeah. But like what you can't, you literally can't leave. Right. No, no I literally. I was like, things shoved up your pooch. He's like, you let cannot me just, walk. I was like, well, just scrape what you got to scrape, I guess, and I'll go. But this will be like the last that. time I see you, sir. Yeah, right. But sure. like, because we're, you know, we have this platform, we feel like we have the support of a best friend, somebody that loves us, yeah. that you feel like you can take these private indignations and then and say them publicly, knowing that you absolutely are not the only person that mm-hmm. that happened to. Yeah. So that's You'll beautiful. Be, it, I think people connect with vulnerability we get emails dms all the time of like even though that was like what 2018 that i told that story Mm -hmm. even now people are like i every i thought that i was the only person that just shit my (laughs) pants and i was like i promise you that everybody has at least how many and literally everyone in the world has shit their pants and you can't convince me otherwise they haven't yeah they're you're a liar you're either a liar (laughs) Or you don't have a butthole. Yeah. One of those two things. <laughs> Which, if you don't have a butthole, then that's separate. Then yeah, there you go. that's a separate yeah. My godmother, she had like a bag and talking oh, about yeah. smells. For fun, she'd be like, hey, I have to come. I have to tell you something. Come over here. And then she'd be like. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And she's like, Man, I got to burp my bag. It. Dude, she's, I love her. Uh, she was a bad bitch. Whatever. She was a bad redheaded bad bitch. I love her. Lillian, yeah. rest in peace. Yeah. Rest in peace. <laughs> she was funny. What is the first person? Is that a thing you really have to do to a mm-hmm. class? Yeah, back? you have to like let the air out. Like and a it's baby. Like, yeah, it was like a normal part of life and stuff. But <laughs> she let the was air funny. <laughs> she was funny and had a little sense of humor. Did it stink when you oh, did it? Oh, yeah. So it was like, like a fart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah. Wow. So you still have to fart even when In you theory, got a class to me back. Yeah. In the bag. Yeah. It's kind of nice that you can control it a little bit. Yeah. In fact, yeah. No. My husband looks at me so weird when we're at the grocery store and I just like am farting. And I'm like, what's someone going to do? <laughs> Say something to me. Say um, something to me. I'm actually at the Safeway and a woman has been farting in aisle six. Could you send an officer right away? Yeah. Right? Like, Sorry. Do you I'm want me to have a stomach or do you want to be embarrassed for 30 seconds? Yeah. I'm no. like, I'd rather just uh, be just embarrassed like, for 30 seconds, not have a tummy <laughs> ache all day. No. I don't have a microphone up to my ass, so no. it's not like it's going to go over the You're loudspeaker. Like, Attention aisle seven. <laughs> You're supposed to be six feet from me anyway. That's true. <laughs> my yeah, bubble. on you. If you can smell my fart, you are too close. <laughs> That's, That's what I always Put say. Put that on the back of a t-shirt. <laughs> it's like a bumper sticker. <laughs> you can read this. If you smell my ass, you're too close. <laughs> Get away six feet back what a number of tangents we've already been on but it is freaky friday so has any freaky tangents ever happened to your freaky stories involving uh shitting your pants or not (laughs) well well involving shitting ourselves 
I don't think we? I've had any no, scary no, poop. You don't have to. No, I was like, do we? No, we're scary gonna... poop. But we do have scary. I and then, oh, I can't wait to hear. Yeah. It. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? You can go first. Okay. Mine involves children, which I think is also like one of the scariest things. Ghosty yeah. children things. So, oh, yeah. Yes. Creepy so, children laughing and shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so for context, I've had paranormal things kind of happening to me um, for a long time. Like in my older house where we, uh, my childhood home, I remember at one point I was walking down the hallway and my bedroom was like a walk-in closet. Basically, it was very small. So it could fit like a, literally my twin bed, my dresser, my TV was on top of that. And so when you Mm -hmm. immediately open the door, you could see straight into the TV reflection. And I remember opening the door a crack Mm -hmm. It was pitch black in my room and I'm, I see someone in the TV. I think it's my sister. So I opened the door to like scare her and nobody is sitting on my bed. Oh. But there was like a person like hunched a- over. Oh. In the- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I know. Once I moved out, I got pregnant young with my son, Noah. Um, I was 20 when I had him. Which so I predicted, by the way. She did. Which yes. Which he, she predicted both of my pregnancies. Um, and it's... But that's another story. So I thought once I moved out um, that it had kind of left me. It wasn't following me. I didn't really have any kind of experiences, paranormal experiences at my house. And then we moved into an apartment once I split up with his dad. And Noah was probably around like 12 months to 18 months when we split up. And it was just the two of us in this apartment. And back then, this was 2013, I didn't have a lot of money. So the baby monitor I had was just the one that like, there was no video, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It was just You could see the little things when it was lighting up. So yes, I would turn yeah. it up then and it's be like, like one of those things in a truck. When yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like a walkie talkie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mom, bring me some milk. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, I need my ass changed. <laughs> Over. Seriously. And so like he, I would, he was such a good sleeper. Not like my daughter, but is another oh. story. I would put him in his crib and just let him kind of like talk himself to sleep. He would just mm-hmm. play in his crib and then he would fall asleep. I was like, great. But I would turn on the thing just at like the a lower level so that I could make sure that nothing was – sometimes he would get his fucking arm stuck through yeah. the bars. Why do uh, babies do that? And their feet and your – <laughs> Oh, my the God. And then he would is- scream. And I'm like, get your head out. <laughs> <laughs> you did that. Yeah, yes. You're suffocate yourself. <laughs> yeah. Truly. So – I see like big spikes on the thing saying like there's a lot of noise happening and it's late. So I turn it up and I can hear him giggling, like laughing to himself. And he keeps his, you know, baby talking. And then he keeps saying, Debbie, Debbie, Debbie. And I was like, who the fuck is Debbie? I Get out of here, Debbie. Never, I've never, we don't know anybody named Debbie. I don't know where that, but like he's giggling and having baby talk with uh-huh. this Debbie. So I, I immediately turned it all the way down. I was like, that's not for me to hear. <laughs> that's Debbie's business. <laughs> that's you didn't Debbie's go in there. Out. You're like, he that's sounds Debbie. happy. So, yeah. uh, you she know, sounds nice. So he's like, he's not afraid. So he's yeah. fine. Maybe that's yeah. his imagination. I've never had a kid before. Who <laughs> <laughs> so knows? They each get a person that's invisible yeah. to visit them. That's fine. Her, his is Debbie. That's his night nurse. Yeah, Harry night nurse Debbie. You're like, how there? Debbie, how much do you do? What all do you take care of? And how can I sleep? What's the deal on this? Yeah, I mean, honestly, if I could have had a ghost Debbie. taking care that of him in the night, I would have been fine. Her mic it. fell down, and Debbie was like, "Bitch, knock the mic out of your hand." <laughs> that was so scary. <laughs> yes. Okay. So 
I'm thinking that's a one-time thing. I'll never hear about this again. No big deal. Okay. Around that time, I start to potty train him. And I actually have this part on video somewhere. It's in the cloud because it was (laughs) like four phones ago. But (laughs) as he's potty training and he goes to the bathroom, I'm like, yay. Then he starts talking about Debbie again, like full on. Yeah. And he's like saying it as like, I want to show Debbie. Like, and I'm like, who, who? Hey, who is Debbie? Because now I want to hurt myself. I guess. <laughs> no. <laughs> who is Debbie? Where is she here? And he was like, she's Debbie right there. Points <gasps> to the ceiling where we're sitting. And I'm like, oh. I've heard this story so many times. And every time I'm like, ah, Debbie, get out. Get out, Debbie. <laughs> so I say, oh, okay, she's here. What, do you, what does Debbie want? And he says, home. And I was like, what does that mean? What does oh. Debbie wants us out. <laughs> Or she's she's at home and she just wants to live there. Maybe she lived there before. Uh, Yeah, it was bizarre. That that was what we thought initially. Yes. Mm. But he like described her and the way he described her, I was like, you've never seen anybody that looks the way you're described. It was very, very bizarre. And there were other things that happened. Like at one point we pulled up to our apartment complex. It was nighttime. I worked at Texas Roadhouse at the time, so I would get off super late. Yes. And so he's like half asleep, and he was like, I want to play with the little boy in the road. And it is pitch black. There's no one out there. And I was like, Nope. I don't, I don't see anybody. Noah Noah can see things. (laughs) You're gonna yeah. have to ask Debbie. She's trying to set up a play date with you. Yeah. Right <laughs> you're like, is that Debbie's son? Debbie's like, I've been taking care of your son. So anyway, here's like, mine. I got no shit to do. I'm gonna go. swap a little. <laughs> yeah. Well, what did he say that Debbie looked like? And did he also describe the boy? Well, so he we saw a show before, and there was like an older black woman on the TV, and he kept pointing and saying that was Debbie. And I was okay. like, I don't know where you would have like, I don't understand. The correlation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look like a relative or somebody that he like would a neighbor, know. a teacher, well, something that, like we, that. Yeah. The, the area that we live in is com- not very diverse. Not at all. Oh, yeah. yeah. So it Ohio. Would be it's very yeah. small. Like central, town, Ohio. central Ohio. Yeah. 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 Northeast. Northeast. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So <laughs> it was ju- it was just like a I don't know. But then we never heard about Debbie again, and I haven't asked him about it. And it's been it's a don't ask, don't tell situation. Yeah. Oh. Except then yeah. now I have a daughter. Okay. So my daughter, I had her 10 years after my son. Um, and she at this point is in 19, like 20 months. Okay. Uh-huh. And recently in front of Jerry, even she said Debbie. And we were both no. like, what did you just fucking say? <laughs> like, it was so bizarre. And they live in a new build now. Yeah. She's moved. Oh. Yes. But this so is did Debbie. I didn't, I didn't even tell Jerry this because it just happened and I wanted to save it for this oh. moment. The other day, uh, it's nighttime, okay? And we have like a big mirror going into our bedroom and I have Sawyer, my daughter, on my hip and I'm walking to the bedroom and normally she'll see herself in the mirror and she wants to like wave. We go past the mirror and she turns around, arms out and goes, Debbie! Ah! Don't go in the mirror! <laughs> Oh no! Somebody come get Debbie. I know. You need to call like, Susan. Not. Absolutely <laughs> not. Somebody come get her. She's doing something sinister. <laughs> wow, that's our new theme song, by the way. How and so can Sawyer and Noah? communicate enough to like compare notes about Debbie? Well, that's the creepy thing. So Noah at this point is 11 and I have asked him and he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Really? I so he know. doesn't remember even Nothing. doing that. Mm. Nope. He's wow. heard stories, but what other than Debbie that. Debbie was on your bed? 
Ah, she's been with you since you were a child. That's what I'm wondering. Maybe you're the conduit. You were Debbie the whole time. Debbie's yours. (laughs) Honestly, yeah. Well, the thing is, too, I'm like in my head. I'm wondering if she one saw something in the mirror, like behind us, or like, Mm, yeah. I don't want to think that that's it. (laughs) Or, Or maybe she saw me holding her, and like maybe Debbie's like an ancestor. Maybe it's oh my god! What if it's like that one movie where the the it's like a ghost and there it's like the pictures. Do you remember this movie? No, because she's sitting on his shoulders at one point. He thinks he gets rid of the. I thought it was Insidious at the end. That does sound like Insidious. Spoiler alert! Who's the guy? (laughs) I don't remember Insidious. It's my husband would know, but I thought it was the guy that plays. Oh god damn! I'm sounding like a my mother. The guy that plays. Ed and Lorraine Warren, Patrick something or another. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. Mm-hmm. Isn't it him? And they take his picture and then they thought yes. it was him. He was astral projecting. I think that's insidious. Yes, it is insidious. Ah, but yeah. yeah, that's fucked up. Some shit's like hiding over your shoulder. I don't yes. like that. It's uh, uh. So anyways, that's Ugh. that's my creepy kid wow. story that I have. Debbie. Have you Debbie. ever considered leaning into this? I would love to. I'm so afraid because our sisters um ha- had like a moment with a Ouija board incident that mm. I think opened something really scary for the both of them that has followed them. Like my sister has had some ghost things happen that were like scary ghosts. So oh, like, yeah. yeah. And That's your sister fine. as well, correct? Has yeah. had like evil things. Yes. So I'm so and afraid. They were, y'all's sisters were the ones that did the Ouija board together? Yes. yes. Our sisters are also very close in age. So yeah, okay. they've been best friends since they were little. I love and that y'all so like are best friends with your cousins. Yeah, I didn't have I have cousins, but we didn't grow up together. And yeah. Tommy grew up with one of his, and they were like best friends growing up. And I think that's such. I was a always fun, jealous. Special relationship. Yeah, I was I always that. jealous too. Yeah, I, I, I didn't so know great. that it wasn't normal. normal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, my yeah. cousins are like my my fam, like my yeah, yeah, siblings. Yeah. <laughs> like we, we are family. family. <laughs> Shared DNA. Yeah, I mean you are blood technically. My nieces are now growing up like that. They're cousins together, and they call each other sissy, and they're best friends, and they chase each other around. And I love to see y'all like uh, as you see. I know that throughout the rest of their life, they're gonna grow up and be besties, and then well, have to tell and them, they're hey, not even blood related, and they no, treat, not, yeah, treat they're each best friends. Like yeah, families. oh, I love so, that. Yeah. But yeah, man, Debbie's not. She ain't backing down. Man, I know. but eventually, I would like to have some something, either like a, a reading or somebody trying to yeah. explain to me what's going on. Because I thought it was kind of a fluke. Maybe my mm-hmm. son, it was like an imaginary friend situation, mm-hmm. and now that it's also with my daughter, I'm like. This is this is that's so weird. And Debbie is such a like you specific name. Too, yes, you know. Mm. Yeah, and I'm like still you don't we don't hear know anyone either. I don't know anyone Debbie. named Debbie. Yeah, I can't yeah. think. Of, I know one person named Debbie. Yeah, I don't think it's not her. anybody. She's really also alive. I've so even tried to like think of names that sound like Me Debbie, too. like because you know, like kids yeah. will say what, like you know, a kid tries to say truck and says fuck, yeah, like, <laughs> something like that. Kitty, yeah. man, but, I had a, a friend's kid was called Kitty's titties, and be like, I love titties. Titties are great. Titties, <laughs> mi- titties love milk. I was like. Yeah, that'd be yeah, yeah, that'd be There's titties all at the pet I was like, head. gosh. Yeah. My son, my husband was getting ready to mow and he put on like really, really high socks. And my son ran in and he goes, Daddy has such big cocks. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I was like yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> multiple, multiple. I was son. just listening to Jerry to that episode. Was it you were talking about your therapist saying put it in the box? Yep. <laughs> I got so tickled. Instead of like, don't, don't fight about it now, just put it in the box. It was like, I'll put it in your box. <laughs> <laughs> and 
have your therapist being uh-huh. like very serious, being like, why don't you put it in her box? Or you could put it in his box. <laughs> don't put that in my don't, box. Don't put anything in my box. <laughs> yeah, I don't want anything in my box right now. Please, no. We're in therapy. Oh my goodness. Well, my, yeah. well, well, we have a friends over at Creeps and Crimes that yes. swear by a medium they use named Susan. Taylor Morgan can, can do, hook you up. Um, readings like over the phone or zoom and stuff so well we're actually talking with that what's really weird is something just happened over that here was when really you said weird that. yeah i don't even know what just moved but something just moved over here but also we're actually meeting with Doing them a collab week. with them next week. perfect well yeah. let them know them about susan let them know you need susan's yes. information because we've had some listeners who when we did a crossover susan was like they reached out separately and said oh she was great and she told me all this great stuff so mm-hmm. highly recommended Susan also, is there so much fun to talk to. Oh, such you're a gonna blessing. love them. Oh, oh I can't wait. I, we already just from like DMing. I'm like, you uh, seem like we our people. Con- we first like contacted one another a year ago, oh. and both of us when we <laughs> came back to it, we were like, oh my god, that was a year. Like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, like a week. Sorry ago. about that. <laughs> Lovely. I love it. Tangents like, oh, don't just apply on camera. We also have no, ADHD off. off. <laughs> yeah. <Same. laughs> so. Sinisterhood. We'll be right back. Well, so Jerry, have you uh, you had any encounters? Not with Debbie, but um, yeah, yeah. I've also been haunted. I guess my whole life. Like I remember being in my childhood bedroom, and I would hear someone walking all the time mm-hmm. up up the stairs, um, through the hallway. My sisters and I have all seen the same woman in my parents' bedroom. Mm-hmm. There was a woman in a white gown just standing in front of my mom's mirror. Like we all saw this person. There was just random things that happened in that house all the time. So I've always kind of been in tune and, and I was Mm -hmm. raised Catholic. So I was like, of course there's, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Now I just need to figure out the intention behind whatever. (laughs) Well, it's clearly a demon and I need Jesus to help me get rid of it. (laughs) I was so terrified of even saying the word demon because I thought it would like, call upon mm-hmm. something them. but i'm i'm really growing i'm really healing <laughs> and i can say it now <laughs> congrats on your progress <laughs> no. but there was one time where i was really really scared that yes. i was like something was trying to possess me oh, so shit. i was in college my husband and i dated long distance for like two and a half years he was in florida and i was here and so we used to fall asleep on facetime and so we would Skype and I fall asleep just anywhere, anytime, anyway. Nice. And Truly. <laughs> I, I fell asleep on Skype. I knew this. And I had a horrible dream. And in this dream, I had like sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. And I have had sleep paralysis several, several times. But and they're always terrifying, always terrifying. This time specifically... I remember opening my eyes and seeing myself on Skype. Oh. But the version of me that was on Skype wasn't me. Like, I was laying down, and the version of me that I was seeing in the video was just inching closer and closer to the screen. And it started... Do you remember that that horror movie, Smile? Yeah. That was the smile that (laughs) my face had. And... (laughs) And the movement that this face had was like moving oh, really slow like and like demon move. And yeah, yeah. I just kept screaming like in my head because I couldn't move that I needed help. 
And when I finally was able to wake up and move, my computer was closed. Shit, dude. <laughs> I do not remember closing it. I was like shocked that it was closed because I remembered having this dream thinking like, what closed my computer? Uh-huh. And so I was speaking to my now husband and he goes, you just sat up and then closed it. Just like you didn't say anything. You just sat up like you're like and closed it. <laughs> yeah. So He's crazy. like, well, good night, babe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, sweet dream. I guess bye. So I was like, am I, am I possessed? Or is like something trying to possess me? Uh-huh. Like, and the sister Fuck that it, that she had mentioned who did mess with the Ouija board mm-hmm. was living with me at the time. Mm-hmm. And at the exact same time, the shelf in my room and the shelf in her room, which was right below mine, fell at the exact same time and made a huge like loud crashing sound um yeah oh and God. so everyone was like what the hell was this that? was after the you woke up from your nightmare zoom this was this was around the same time there was wow. like a lot happening my life whenever i was in college was really tumultuous like i was in a, an abusive relationship my mom had been diagnosed with cancer and there was just so many things that were happening that I, I think I made myself susceptible to spirit. Mm. And, um, there was another, there was another time. It it didn't happen for a long time. And then it happened again after I had my son and I was laying in our, our current home, I was sleeping and I heard footsteps and I thought, Oh, my husband just forgot something. And he's coming back. You know, those memes where it's like sleeping beauty, like my husband yeah. before he leaves for work and she's like, that's me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I thought, oh, he just left something. He's coming back. And I opened my eyes and there is a woman standing in the door of my bedroom. And she's old. She's an old woman. And she smiles at me and my son is crying. I can hear my son crying in the other room. And mm-hmm. she just turns and she walks to him. And then I can see her on the baby monitor and she's like reaching in the crib for him. And I am like freaking out because I can't, can't move. move. And yeah. I'm watching this person go for my son. Oh. And uh, I just had to tell myself like to close my eyes and, and wake up. when I opened to them again, that it would all be over. Wow. And it was eventually, but <laughs> when you're How in those terrifying. moments, it feels yeah. like it's like hours, even though it's maybe yeah. a minute or two yeah. that you're stuck like that. Uh-huh. But and it's yeah. real. It feels so real. Oh, know? it's horrifying. Mm-hmm. And I, I, mean, and to I don't see understand something on the baby monitor. No, uh, I, I don't right. understand why those because it feels like it's connected to the to the technology too. Because the other time mm-hmm. that I experienced it was over Skype, and I know Ooh, that like yeah. it's easier to have sleep paralysis when you're stressed, mm-hmm. but it was, I've not experienced fear like that awake. Yeah. And I will say that that day after that happened, Sierra came over to the house cause we were doing podcasting stuff. She thought I was standing oh. in the breezeway yeah, and she thought it was weird that I was waiting for her out in the breezeway. And then she came in and it wasn't me. It mm-hmm. was, She's like, who's that bitch out on your breezeway? I mean, all, it literally looked like someone in all white. And I was no. thinking like. So it's the woman from your childhood, yes. your parents' bedroom. When yes, did your sisters hope. curse you with this Ouija board exactly? What <laughs> year well, exactly? Let's just call it what Honestly, it is. Honestly, we need to have a talk for this. <laughs> yeah, I well, think your sisters What are year was this, this that it started? And then. You were like, like the paranormal activity yeah. lady. Yeah. 
But both of you. I, yes. I know. That's the whole family. <laughs> I have something to say about that. Whenever we were talking about doing podcasting things, I was like, honestly, as fascinated as I am by like spooky paranormal, I feel like we can't because I don't <laughs> no. want to open that. Yeah. yeah for sure. Well, and it's I've too had- close to home. Yeah. Well, I had a friend pass when we were in second grade. She um, had cerebral palsy, but she choked at a sleepover and then oh, she passed. Oh, God. So sorry horrible um and i always felt really close with her and even as i grew up like i always felt her around Mm -hmm. and she was one of the reasons that i went into special education Mm. when i was in college before i I moved into the house i was living in the dorms and a guy walked into the lounge that my friends and i were hanging out at and he's like hey my name's reggie i'm actually a medium just wanted to come introduce myself and i'm like hey reggie can I tell you about some things real quick? Because right before that, I had a f- phone. It was like one of those LG chocolates. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the screen just like took a shit. It went completely black. I couldn't see it. The only way I knew I was talking to someone is because I did have T9 still on it. And so I was <laughs> pressing all the buttons. And I'm like, I hope this mm-hmm. is saying what I think it's saying. <laughs> so my mom brought me a new phone. I put that old phone in a drawer. Two weeks go by. I can't see the screen, so I don't know if it's on or not. But either way, two weeks is enough time for it to die if it wasn't already turned off. And I am going to enter my dorm room, and I hear this vibrating. And I'm like, what is that? Is somebody getting a phone call? And I open my door, (laughs) and my phone is vibrating like I'm getting a phone call in the drawer. Oh, Mm. Someone was with me for this, which like, I don't know why I always have to preface it with like, there's, there's, there's other witnesses. <laughs> we um, believe you individually, but it does bolster yeah, your argument. Yes, sure. To have someone corroborate your story makes you feel validated oh, too. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah also, because I felt nuts with all yeah, this stuff yeah, happening yeah. in childhood. People just being like, oh, kids tell stories. And yeah. I'm like, well, I'm a, I'm a full ass adult now. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> what's this about? And the story and hasn't I, changed. Yeah. No. I had one of those iHomes as well. Um, that you could like put your iPod on and it would be an alarm yeah. clock and a speaker. Mm-hmm. Well, I had one, wasn't plugged in, didn't have batteries in it, and it started going off like I had set an alarm on it. Like the eh, eh, eh kind of alarm? Yes. Damn. So, And again, people were in the room for this to happen. So like the spirit did not give a shit who heard it or whatever. Well, they wanted to be known. And technology, more technology, the phone and the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Damn. So... Reggie tells me that there are two women around me, which I automatically think that it's both of my grandmas because our yeah. grandma's passed and so is my other one. And so he says, your grandma's messing with the technology. <laughs> she's like, what is this? <laughs> she She's trying to get your attention because you're about to do something that is bad for you and you need to knock it off. Aww. Right around that time, I was getting ready to leave college, move in with my boyfriend at the time who was not, not a good person. A good person. I was going to like drop out of my teaching thing. Wow. So I was like, "Uh-oh, grandma's mad at me. You don't want yeah. that is not good business." And so the other one, I was like, "Oh, that must be my other grandma." And he goes, "No. I'm seeing chocolate, I'm seeing gummy bears, I'm seeing popcorn. Um and I don't ever say names, but she says you'll know Emily." And I started crying and I walked out of the room. That was the girl's name, your friend? And that was my friend who passed. Wow. That's incredible. The boyfriend that I had at the time didn't even know about her. 
There's wow. no way this guy would have known. Yeah. Like in college, her. you don't go around talking about it a lot in college. No, and it no. wasn't something no. she put on social media ever. No, no, no. I didn't like even that. have social media until I was in college. Yeah. And um, Emily's yeah. a pretty, like Debbie, it's not a name everybody has. So to right. say that is pretty, yeah. it's a right. niche. She name. wasn't like, it's a Ashley, Sarah, or, you know, kind of yeah, like, like uh, a little bit more. Elizabeth. That, yeah. yeah. Wow. And just knew Emily and my grandma. They're, whenever I visit my grandma, I visit Emily because their their graves, graves are, are next to each other. Wow. <laughs> I bet they know each other. I always oh. when I go visit my dad's grave, like I'll pass by, and this other family next to like the plot has a bench, and it's like it's their memorial bench, yeah. but you can sit there. And I'm always like, "Hello, Lewiston family. Thank you so much for your bench. <laughs> I hope you guys have been hanging out and getting along. I hope you have a lot in common." Because there's a novel called Lincoln and the Bardo that's by George Saunders, and it's about these spirits in a cemetery that are friends with each other and it always just got in my head that I'm like it's like a neighborhood you're probably yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. 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 It's like a gated community. Neighborhood. oh yeah what if your grandma was like oh, Jerry's about to do something and Emily's like I'll go I'll help let's go what do, <laughs> yeah, what do you want me to do exactly what it was because <laughs> there was a third person he said he it, I the more I talk about this the more I remember so sorry that you're just no, doing please. this whole thing but I hear it. he said there's a guy around you and he um took his own life and he is around almost kind of like a spirit guide for you. He goes, he's related to you, but he's not related to you. And distant relative. Yeah. And he said that um, he made a rash decision and obviously mm -hmm. he couldn't take it back. Yeah. And he comes around when you are about to do something that is going to wow. alter your life. Um, and he said, it's like Ryan or... Um, Richard and he goes it just starts with an R that's all I know and I said I don't know what you're talking about but thank you so much and he's like whatever yeah. so I'm telling my mom this story because it was her mom that was you know calling my cell phone in the drawer <laughs> <laughs> and did you pick the cell phone up when it was vibrating yes, yes. did anything happen Bold. it continued to vibrate I took the battery out of it <gasps> because I wanted you didn't to answer stop. it no <laughs> oh damn! At that point, Hello, I'm like, Jerry. it's haunted. It's whatever. <laughs> I don't want to deal with this. Um, so I go and I tell my mom this story. I was like, yeah, there was grandma, and there was Emily, and then he did say something about a, a guy who um, took his own life. It starts with an R or something. I don't know what that's about. And she got really quiet, and she said, "My cousin Robbie um, had an affair and was afraid that his family wouldn't forgive him, and oh. he took his own life." Wow. So I didn't know that that had happened. And, but apparently he is around. Oh. He's like still taking care of the family. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's sweet. Did you end up leaving college and, or did you heed these warnings? I stayed and I listened. Um, because at that point in time, Reggie was like, I want to talk to you more. And I was like, Reggie. Yeah. <laughs> I have a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's just like trying to practice, okay, and like strengthen his hone his, his uh, abilities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like uh, ab workouts. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta practice <laughs> it for your, you you strengthen your core. Like, you lose your yeah. core. Yeah, you know, your spiritual core. <laughs> so he was like, "Don't tell me where your room is. I'm just gonna. Find I'm gonna try you. and find it." And I said, oh, "He goes, I'm just fun. gonna try and find your energy." And I was like, "Well, my name is on the door, so that feels like." 
<laughs> he goes, I'm going to close my eyes. Please don't let me well, run into anything. I'm, and I'm just like, going to okay. feel my way around yeah. this That's door. exactly what he did. Wow. And then you have to explain to the RA who's like, uh, Jerry, what's uh, what's <laughs> that guy man doing? with his eyes closed? <laughs> his arms out. He's got his arms out and his hands out. He and he's walking down the hall. He's like, I got to get stronger. I need to get to I'm just doing my spiritual workout. Uh, <laughs> luckily, the RA was my best friend. And, oh, so like, you and you're like, oh, you're looking for Jerry's room? Yeah, I bet you are. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> All the weird so shit goes that down. That woman in white and that little girl. Yeah, Everyone's t- looking for Jerry's room. <laughs> well, he closes his eyes. He walks down the hall. And I am, I'm not a skeptic. But at this point, I'm almost like trying to catch him. Mm-hmm. Even though he's already way proved himself to me. Mm-hmm. He passes my room and I'm like, idiot. And then he stops and he takes two or three steps backwards and slams his hand on the door. And he said, is this your room? And I said, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. So we open it and he steps into the room and he steps on my rug and he steps off and he steps on my rug and he steps off and he points and he goes, she plays right here. <sighs> so my straightener would turn on and off. My makeup would look like it was being digged in. I heard I just that. Heard that. Dude, what, what is was happening? That? I don't know. Something over there one. just again fell. fell. Like from the ceiling. I don't Emily normally get spooked because I am a bit of a skeptic, skeptic. Although something happened to me last night that I'll tell everyone later. Heather doesn't even know this, but I just got goosebumps. I got goosebumps too when I heard that sound. Because you were well, saying she played. Yeah. She's yeah. like, I'm still playing. Boop. I'm <laughs> playing my makeup. And then he goes, Do you ever hear your name when you're sitting here? And I said, yeah, but I mean, it's a dorm, and Jerry sounds like a lot of things. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jerry, Larry, Mary, Sarah. she she jibber jabbers here. She just sits and talks and plays. And he started again. He didn't know anything about her. Mm-mm. He just knew that he got her name right. And he started running his hand along the wall. He's like, "Do you hear this?" And I said, "Yeah." And he said, "She is using the wall to walk. Which if she didn't have her crutch." That's what she would do oh is she would use gosh. the wall to help her walk. And he goes, but I want you to know that she can walk now and she doesn't need oh, it. But, but she knows that or- that's how you'll recognize oh my her. Gosh. And she is with you all the time. And I, I just heard another her. noise. I heard a sound go off. You did? Yeah. I don't know what it was. <gasps> like a chime. It went like. Oh, a, a chime? Or yeah. like a, a door sounded, opening, maybe alarm. Some thing. sound of electronic sound. Yeah, I heard an electronic sound. <laughs> maybe what? Nana's calling. Oh my Sorry, we cursed y'all. No, I think just talking. I haven't talked about this. And I'm sure it gives it a little energy. It brings the energy back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and what so, a sweet person to be with you. I know. I know. Have you ever told her mom all of this? I haven't, and I'm I'm really Sorry. scared to because. Mm her parents I don't believe are together anymore because mm-hmm. obviously like yeah, after that, a lot that, happens, through, that a is total. a lot yeah. um, and I don't know if her mom knew if we were that we were as close as we were and so mm-hmm. part of me feels like I don't know if it would be welcome or not mm-hmm. and that's just a scary thing to like assume that it would be received yeah. well yeah. So, like, yeah. I, would, I would love to because I have so many beautiful wonderful stories with her and I feel like she has been a part of a lot of my journey because I did stay in school mm-hmm. and I met my husband that year. He lived on the same it. floor, just a couple doors down from Reggie. So See? they all he left. He went to Florida right after that. So <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Oh. Had you not stayed, you wouldn't have met him. You would have met uh-huh. him. Yeah. I, I, a I wonder and, if yeah. 
Well, I mean, obviously anybody can listen to a show, so she could hear it. But I also wonder if she has similar experiences or oh, yeah. maybe you could try and ask Emily, like, would you want me to tell your mom about this? Ooh. And then Susan can she help has a, <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe like she has a message that's like, yeah. can you tell my mom, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, maybe. Oh. You're that, right. That is heart wrenching. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we all have kids. So, or Heather has nieces. Like, if anybody came to me and was like, after something like that, that would be really hard to hear. Yeah. And especially yeah. you don't know people's like religious backgrounds, yeah. they would be super offended by it or whatever. Well, and we met in church. That's, that yeah. was how our friendship happened is her mm-hmm. and I were in the same um, Sunday school together. And mm-hmm. so she, we would like walk past each other when we were going to get communion and we'd be like, what's <laughs> up? Like I have, <laughs> what's up, I have um, my, my mom gave me a book full of like photos of me growing up and, and one of them was of me and her at com- like first communion. And so Aww. like, I know that her mom probably still believes because whenever I go and visit um, her grave, she's got like gum on it um, mm. because she would get a lot of dry mouth. And so the gum oh. would keep her saliva going. And so like they, they still do those little things. Yeah. For her. And so I believe that they would think so. But again, I don't know. I feel like yeah. I'd be coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't want to be like, yeah. by the way, but it is uh, yeah. for them out there. Hopefully they do know that she made a huge impact and you know, oh, yeah. she was lost at a young age. She, I mean, she changed your life. Yeah. She changed oh. the trajectory of your life. Certainly. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Oh, that's beautiful. And for someone so young to, to know that they left like such an impact because when legacy. people are taken so young, yeah, you worry that like, well, they had their whole life, but she's still, making such positive impacts from mm-hmm. beyond the grave it's playing cool. with whatever toys are over there. Right yeah. Now. yeah apparently. <laughs> like it sounds like she's going to get in the studio and start Debbie, uh, playing with some stuff. Emily, yeah. Debbie, do, Emily, do they sound similar? Debbie, Emily, the Bebbly. Although Debbie. Emily is not a grown black woman. So perhaps. True. No. Oh, that's true. Description wise. Yeah. yeah. But, and who knows? Honestly, he could have just been saying Debbie as like, maybe it wasn't that character. Maybe it was a different character. And he just thought he was lagging on <laughs> when he told me. Because <laughs> he, he was just like, pointed to like the TV show. And said it. I was like, that must be. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So. He's also two. So. Yeah. Oh. But they say children are closer to the veil because you I'm, know we don't honestly we're not jaded yet. Yes. Yeah. Any of those yeah. kids' stories of like, mommy, I saw a person. It's like, okay, well, <laughs> well, that happened with my son too. Is no. so again. Here's another dream. Here's me telling you a thousand stories. But no, I, I had a dream <laughs> where I had two miscarriages before I had my sons. And in this dream, I ha- I was breastfeeding two babies. I was in my childhood bedroom and I was breastfeeding two babies. And I looked up to talk to someone. And then I- when I looked back down, they were two puppies, which sounds... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that happened. It's dream but- logic. Yeah. Then yeah. I started crying and throwing all the blankets off of the bed because I'm like, where are my babies? Where are my babies? And I look up and there's a, a little blonde haired boy standing in the doorway. And I thought that's Jonah, which was my son that we lost. Um, he had down syndrome. He didn't make it, um, Mm. past 16 weeks. And so I thought that's Jonah and he must be, he must be doing fine. And then I looked at my son, Ollie, and I'm like, Oh my God, it was you. Like I saw you in my dream before I had you almost like, I lost my two babies, but this one is coming. He's, He's on waiting the way. for you. Yeah. And my son, after I had Forrest, my youngest, he 
called me in his room and he said, Bubba's on the ceiling. Bubba's oh on the ceiling. And that's what he called goodness. his brother. He's like, Bubba's crawling on the ceiling. And I thought, oh, that's not of my business. What in the train <laughs> spotting is happening in here? It's <laughs> definitely not Forrest. He's in his crib. However, yeah, for sure not on the ceiling. <laughs> I wonder if he was seeing someone Jonah, like, like my yeah. other yeah, a baby. Son. Yeah. Wow. yeah, just a baby and calling him Bubba. We call um my uh, Simon, our youngest Bubba, yeah. too, yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's how Forrest oh, introduces wow. himself now. He goes, I'm Bubba Forrest. <laughs> <laughs> well, they call they also call Simon Buddy. Yeah. Christy's Christy Wallace, her husband's brown. So they're the kid's last name is Wallace Brown. I'm like, Buddy Wallace Brown. Yeah. I was like, like, hell of a name. He has to be a county judge. Buddy. If he's not, then what yeah. is he even doing? With his we're life? like, he's old county judge. He's fair. He's tough, but he's fair. Buddy Wallace Brown. Put her there. I was like, his life is just it's yeah. I love when man. your country perfect. accent gets thicker. <laughs> oh, yeah. Really good. Yeah. turned up a little bit. It gets yeah. turned up. Yeah. And he we also call him BB for baby brother. And he I'll be like, what's your name? And he's like, BB. I'm like, man, at some point he's going to say Simon. <laughs> he's going to know who he really is <laughs> eventually. I'm giving him an identity crisis with all these nicknames. <laughs> what is yeah. my name? But Yeah, I've had uh, several mediums tell me that Ella has gifts. Mm-hmm. And we say she's like Wednesday Adams and Stewie Griffin combined. So <laughs> she's what got some stuff going That's on. <laughs> when I was buying a house, Ella was what, like six months old? Uh-huh. And I was like... Would you No, she was right at a year old because she was crawling and stuff. And I was like, hey, I'm going to look at houses. Will you meet me? And she's like, yeah, I've got Ella with me. I'm like, totally. It's great. Plus the women at the witch store was like, she's very powerful. So I was like, bring her along. You never know. And one of the houses, it was an okay house. And Christy walked with Ella holding her to the back of the house. And Ella started screaming. And then they like walked back to the front and she stopped. And I was like, and then I walked back there and I was like, this feels oppressive and yeah. weird. So if Ella didn't like the house, I'd be like, I'm not interested. And then my real estate agent's like, she was like the our, baby yeah, decides. And this test. house, she crawled. She loved it. She was she crawled right down the hallway. She crawled into this room, which is now the studio. She crawled like into my office room and was having like a grand old time. And I was like, I'll take it. So that's how I bought my house was a one-year-old baby told me that this like is the non sending a canary she into is the mines. There's no flaw Ella. in that logic. Yeah. yeah. She interprets what uh, Simon is saying all the time he'll he can talk but he'll say stuff and i'll be like what and she's like he wants a bowl of ice cream and i'm like oh god it's like, and i'm oh, like okay. simon do you want a bowl of ice cream okay i'm like what <laughs> you're like did he really want a bowl of ice cream or does everyone always want a yeah, bowl of ice cream like, you ask a fair question. who really wants the ice cream here but yeah she uh amazing yeah yeah it's i love that you're a skeptic fun. and you birthed a powerful but also i i'm like a skeptic but i also am not a skeptic like i think something's going on in my current house we moved Uh-oh. about um six months ago did you not, not consult even. ella no yeah. she was there she's fine with it but she's, uh, she's a little older now though so maybe the veil is you know yeah i don't before. know um but yeah weird things have started to happen so and last night there was a weird incident where I was cleaning up uh, colored pencils on the table and I saw a green pencil like to the left of the table. And then the next thing I knew it was in the box <gasps> and I hadn't put it there. Like someone was helping you clean up or it or like, yeah, Time it travel. was weird. <laughs> and so I me. went and woke up my husband and he was just like, you did wake up. Tommy? He was reading. <laughs> did you move this green pencil? <laughs> he, 
like, I need your help. When he's reading on his Kindle, if you disturb him, he has to like start his whole process over of falling asleep. So I was like, (laughs) something just happened. He's like, what are you even talking about? And I was like trying to explain it. I was like, I don't even know what I'm saying. And then, so I just was like, I guess I'll just go finish cleaning up. And then I just went back out there. If but you have a spirit and it wants to help clean. I'm fine with that. Leave it. Yeah. Leave if it you'd like to. When they're like, <laughs> we have clean? to go in and clean this house of spirits. Unless the spirit cleans, then let it run. <laughs> let her stay. And you are welcome. Right. We just yeah, want to clean the dirty spirits. It. The clean spirits can clean. Exactly. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's what I'm oh my gosh. We've had so much fun talking oh, to you today. Yes. We could talk to you for another hour, two hours, five hours. So anytime the invitation stands, if you don't want to talk about creepy stuff on your show, you have a welcome invitation to come talk to us about it anytime <laughs> or anything really or anything because yeah, Cause, yeah the, we love what you cover on your show because it's it could be uh your road show is like scandals but then the one i was listening to is like the distraction theory so it's just anything that you uh you want so for folks who want to get on some tangents with some ladies <laughs> some where ladies. can they find y'all well they can find us um you know, at the corner of uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're just happy lady- and healthy. Yeah, yeah. We're just ladies and tangents uh, everywhere. Uh, ladies and tangents on Instagram, on TikTok, on Patreon. Are we ladies and tangents there? Probably. Yes, probably. We'll um, you in the show notes. And then <laughs> yeah, we are we'll on pretty much too. any audio streaming platform and YouTube. So yeah, excellent. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yes. Well, this will be TikToks here? are great. Go follow them immediately. Yeah, you can't you wait like to 60 see seconds of us. Maybe you'll like 60 minutes. You pop up on my FYP all the time. I also follow you, but oh, yes, it's uh, love it. you're great. Yeah. You guys are awesome. Y'all Thanks are for so being much fun. We're going to add you immediately to. Uh, the coven. Yes. And we yes, got to have our yes, Dollywood. Please. We keep, we, we got to get with Taylor and Morgan from Creeps and Crimes because they're there near Dollywood and they're going to spearhead our event. So we got to call Dollywood up. And make yeah. We're happen. all going to Dollywood and y'all got to call come. the agents. We got to make a Dollywood. Everybody's <laughs> going to Dollywood. Listen, all the moms on TikTok went and like all the mom influencers, is uh-huh. what, that's what they call yeah. went on some kind of a fun time. Well, it's let's our turn it. now. Yeah. Let's go. I want to do something like that. Yeah. And you're talking with them next week so you we'll hook it up there we go continuing yes. on. we're all in it and oh, i can't wait like we said if you're all in uh ohio so detroit or, or columbus columbus or pittsburgh well wherever y'all i don't know where things are i just show up on yeah. the plane and they tell me where to go i never know where i'm going. honestly because tommy drives us on tour the times that i'll be like hey siri what city am i in and it's like you are in ogden utah or whatever i'm like thank you because i don't i don't know we don't ever know but where we we're going in Columbus and then right after in Pittsburgh. So if you're in either of those cities or would like to be, we'd love to have you to the yes, show. Yes, and, uh, but yeah, but until then, thanks for being Thank with us. Thank you so much Jerry for talking with us. Thank you Thank so you much for having us. Yeah, hey. it was awesome. Thank you. Well, thank you so much again, Jerry and Sierra, for sending in your Freaky Friday stories and to everyone else that sent in their Freaky Friday stories. If you have an odd but true story, maybe you've encountered Bigfoot, You've seen a UFO, you had a brush with true crime, or you felt the presence of an otherworldly being. Send them in at SinisterHood.com slash Freaky Friday. If you like our free episodes, you'll love our Patreon bonus content. You can join for free to see what we're up to next or dive into over 500 hours of bonus content, like our upcoming mini-sode on the recent tragedy associated with an old viral sensation. You can also head to SinisterHood.com and click shop on the top banner to check out Sinisterhood merch like t-shirts, mugs, totes, stickers, and even clothes for your kiddos. 
While you're there, you can also review the show, follow us on socials, and check out the episode description for more fun like topic-based playlists and links to live show tickets. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Sinisterhood Pod. Like us on Facebook at Sinisterhood. You can go to YouTube and TikTok. Go to YouTube for the full video interview with Jerry and Sierra. And uh, just man, is feel it like worth you it. were there? Yeah, oh, that's so much fun. Worth the price. Actually, YouTube's free. It's zero dollars. Yeah, zero dollars. <laughs> yeah, go for sure. Go watch it. Then it doesn't cost you anything. Not at all. And go to our TikTok and check out some clips that we've posted there on TikTok as well. And if you want us to make a video with you in mind, we'll go to cameo.com and search up Sinisterhood. You can have us create a custom video shout out for yourself or for a Sinisterhood fan in your life. We can say happy birthday, happy anniversary, good luck, Godspeed, whatever you want us to say. <laughs> Let Maybe us know. Maybe at midnight. We'll do whatever you want. To Anything. a, to a uh, point. To I, don't, I shouldn't say that we'll do whatever you want. We're going to get we banned have to be careful the and like, be like, hire us on Cameo. We do it every what, ma'am. This is not only fancy to go. Yeah, we are fully clothed. Maybe some props. I don't know. It just depends yeah, on how do. much information. We will incorporate props, and we've had a Upon recent request. request for a special prop. So, pawn request. So, uh, yeah, put it in there. Let us know what you want us to say. Go to cameo.com and search Sinisterhood. Christy, where are you at online? I'm on Instagram at Christy and Wallace and TikTok at Christy or GTFO. Heather? pretty much everywhere at Heather versus the world. As always, the devil rules the airwaves. Keep it creepy. Sinister. Home.